John Kingston, the editor of Largest Freight Waves, here at the Chattanooga, Chattanooga Convention Center. You know, payments are one of the most competitive parts of the business with lots of companies fighting for a piece of the turf. That also means that it is an area where the issues of fraud and double brokering are playing out. Trying to pay has become not just a thought leader on this issue, but it's also taking action to combat the fraud and double brokering problem, and they're doing it in part through the capabilities of the Triumph Pay Network. That is the open payments network that combines fast pay and audit capabilities, and it comes out of the acquisition Triumph made in April 2021. That deal may have been announced on April Fool's Day, but it is no joke. And it is instead the primary growth engine at Triumph Financial, which began life as a bank and factoring company, but which has become so much more. And with us today to talk about Triumph Pay and what it is doing to use its strengths to help combat fraud is Garrett Wolf. He is the Chief Strategy Officer at Triumph Pay. Before that, he was Chief Product Officer there. And his past experience includes several years at PwC. So, Garrett, welcome to F3. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. We don't have all that much time. This could go on for 15 hours, not 15 minutes. But can you give an elevator speech? Describing the capabilities of the Triumph Pay Network. Yes, um, brevity is not my strong suit, so I'll do my best. But the Triumph Pay Network ultimately is there to just reach this aspiration goal of totally automating the AP department for freight loaders and shippers. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of work, and we continue to do this work and make these investments around how do you use technologies like OCR, even more advanced things like AI and machine learning models to try to. Um, help expedite some of that work or make that more efficient. But what we see in the future is where everybody, at least as it relates to billing and payments, is connected to a structured data network. And so we've been hard at work making progress on how to stitch that together. Yeah, when you sign up a new customer, it's not a small deal. It's a big enough deal that you put it out to the media. I know I always get notification, and it is, it is significant. These things don't get signed up every day. You recently did sign up a new significant customer with Coyote Logistics. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it, it is. And so, you know, we, we are excited to work with Coyote. I mean, they're not the only one that's joined us recently. Obviously, they're very large. Nice list brokers joined us recently. A lot of the Bridgeway family brokerages joined us. And there'll be some more exciting ones to come. But what's particularly interesting about a network and a network effect is that when one broker like Coyote comes on board, it has downstream kind of efficiency for everybody. So now we've got all of our network factors that are on the other side of this payments network that are able to exchange data in a structured manner. And just conversely, when we add a factor, then the hundreds of freight brokers that are integrated directly in the network have you know, an enormous lift and efficiency as well. So it is a big deal. Um, it's a big deal not just for the brokers and for the factors. We're working on how to make it a big deal for the shippers, but also for the carriers. I mean, our bread and butter, as long as time and pay has been alive, is... How do we make the carrier experience of getting paid and you know, handling invoices better, right? And so each time a freight broker joins the, the party, per se, uh, it just makes it that much easier even on the carrier themselves, which I think in this market is probably as important as it gets. All right, so you talked about the network effect. How does that network effect help you to identify fraud? Your view is that the capabilities of the Triumph Pay Network give you kind of a unique perspective on what's out there and also the ability to spot fraud maybe better than people who have a more narrow network. How does that network, how, how can you use that network? Yeah, so 
um, there's there's a lot to this. So again, I'll try to be as brief as I, I can. But um, with with about forty seven billion dollars of, of freight that we see, most of that we pay. Uh, that's on behalf of hundreds of freight brokers, dozens of factors, dozens of shippers. And what's what's particularly interesting is what's it's easy for a bad guy to hide in one broker's ecosystem. All right, if I if I claim to have five trucks with FMCSA, well, um, as long as I run less than five trucks of freight for you, you're probably not going to be any wiser about what's going on. But uh, it's it's harder and harder to hide when from trying to pay when we can see kind of an aggregate what's going on. So they may be running three trucks worth of freight for one broker, three for another, three, 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 and then pretty quickly you see that there's something not right about that. And so when we talk about the power of the crowd, that's that's what this is. I think, uh, and we've talked a lot about double broker. I think we'll talk a little bit about it here in a minute. But some of the other non-obvious pieces of making payments is um, a carrier can only have one factor of record. And um, straight brokerages, the, the process of keeping up with which carriers are factoring with who, they change these factors fairly regularly. That, that process can get stale very quick. But what that leads, that leads to misdirected payments. So the, the, the network is not just solving fraud. It's also just solving accidents and misdirected payments that just naturally occur with the inefficiencies in this industry. So when we can see that a carrier is currently factoring with one factor, but you know a broker that's onboarded. So we just had a broker onboarded and two and a half percent of their carriers had wrong factor assignments. And so it's just, a, it's just a data point to say, in aggregate, we can see where things don't match up. If we get a bank account from one carrier that doesn't match anything else we're paying to that same carrier across hundreds of freight brokers, there's something wrong. And it could be an accident or it could be something malicious. But the point is with a network, we can help everybody that participates in the network avoid things that otherwise would be unavoidable. Yeah, one thing you mentioned while we talked, you said one thing that uh, one aspect of trucking that's unique is that, that, that a lot of carriers will have multiple bank accounts yeah. and that opens up opportunities for fraud. How does that work? Yeah, so um, I was asking the team the other day, so Try and Pay is a wholly owned subsidiary of a, of a chartered bank and you know, as a bank, obviously, we have fraud departments that are very good at making sure that the money goes to people that aren't on sanctions list, but maybe more importantly, goes to bank accounts that belong to the entities that we're paying. I was asking the team the other day, how many of these things are we doing each day? And the number is well into the hundreds. And so it's, I have the same bank account I opened when I was a teenager. I don't change it very often, but it's amazing to watch how often these carriers change. And this is just a prime opportunity for fraud to occur. And so if you're not careful, a couple things could happen. One, you could have someone just type in a bank account accidentally, and then money goes somewhere and is not able to be recaptured. But maybe more importantly, I think we've all seen is these opportunities where bad actors have stolen credentials somewhere in the freight ecosystem, and all these trucking companies use their same I love FreightWaves 1 password for everything. And I, I hardly I endorse that as a password. Yeah, it's great. You just put an exclamation point and it's safe, right? But um, so when, when they have a compromised password, then what these people are going to do is try to go and apply, provide a different bank account throughout the ecosystem. And so that's, that's a big deal for fraud. So when we're doing hundreds of these a day, we're doing a lot of it through technology and the rest of it through our fraud department. 
Um, but that that's a big deal, right? And it's not just, don't just do a penny test and say, okay, well, the penny got there, so it's got to be good. But what we want to make sure is, is that bank account good? How long has that bank account been open? Is that bank account somehow related to the entity or at least to the beneficial owners of the company? Are there a bunch of activities like non-sufficient funds, things that would be worrisome? And are the people that are attached to that bank account part of any kind of sanctions or screenings list? So that's that's a pretty significant level of detail that most people don't go to or can't go to when you're not part of a bank, but we do go to it because it's really important to us. Uh, so yeah. Now, one of the key ways that you're fighting for is this relationship you have with Highway that was announced several months ago. Can you talk about Highway? No, there's no representative from Highway here. Yeah. And how the two of you feel that teaming together, you can really fight this. Yeah, so um, obviously, we, we, we've known Jordan and the rest of the Highway team for a long time. Uh, again, just this power of the crowd, the idea that we can just add up how many loads is any carrier moving at any one time in a two-week period. Um, the secrets, like the secret algebra is not that unique. What's, what's, what's unique is just being able to have that bird's eye view. So if we see that a trucking company from the pickup to destination, the mileage between those added up across a two week period is, is far outside of what even a team driver can do per power unit. There's something wrong and it may be double brokering or there may be some weird kind of leased on arrangement that they've got. But the point is, Look at them closely and decide if you want to do business. Okay, now have you has has this uh, joint venture together progressed enough that you're actually finding these things already? And when you do, who do you tell? Yeah, so you know, fortunately, the way we built it is is, is there's not really um, it's very scalable. So there's not someone necessarily to tell. The way that it works is highway. People are probably familiar with highway. They're they're very tied into the process by which carriers onboard into a broker's ecosystem. And even once they're onboarded, what we're monitoring is how many power units does Highway observe them to have through their kind of proprietary system versus how many miles are they running in aggregate on freight through Try and Pay. And at any point that they trip those, a broker can decide how how tight they want to control this. But at any point they trip those controls, they can be automatically shut off and put on a do not load list. So you don't have to tell them. Right, you just it, it just it, it kind of continues to self heal their carrier base, and then importantly on the triumph pay side, uh, when we see payments going to these folks that are failing load limit, we want to give them one more opportunity to see that and then make an informed decision about whether they should continue with that payment or not. Right, so we it, it's set up to weed bad guys out of the network of a freight broker, but also to the extent that something slipped through long enough for a payment to be due. We want to be able to allow the broker to shut that off yeah, before it goes. Okay, so so the broker is informed by you, hey, this is what we found, and presumably they're quite grateful. Yeah, so far, um, it is. It, we've done some analysis, and, and I'd love to catch up with anyone who's interested on something more quantitative, but it, it has flushed a significant, a significant amount of carriers out of a broker's um, ecosystem that have been doing things that don't look right, and you know, for better or for worse, this is probably the, the environment to do that. There's there's some loose capacity. And so this is the time to to really set things up. And when carriers are failing some of these things like load limit, have a conversation and just have them kind of get back to healthy, if you will, right? It's kind of the phrase, but just provide what they need to provide. So you as a freight broker feel good about who's running your freight. 
that your customer, the shipper, would be confident in who's running your freight, that you don't have anyone that you wouldn't otherwise trust in your ecosystem. What do you think has been unique about the market, the current market, that spurs so much fraud? Well, I, I think, so we always talk about it in terms of three buckets. There's, there's kind of good carriers, right, uh, which you want all of them that you can find. You want to load them. You want to keep them happy. You've got dishonest carriers. Uh, you want to get them out of your network as fast as possible. And you've got situationally dishonest carriers. So the, um, the dishonest ones are not always trucking companies doing bad things. It could be bad people impersonating good trucking companies. So you have to be careful about the difference there. But I think there are, it's easy to get an MC number and it's easy to get a computer and an internet connection. And that's quite frankly all you need to get things going. So part of it is just access to technology and loose safeguarding of, of those of those MCs. But then the other piece is it's situationally dishonest when when small independent owner operators, one, two, three, five truck fleets are running upside down where they're not making enough to cover their expenses, they still need to make payroll. They still need to make their truck payment, their insurance payment to keep their authority alive for what hopefully is kind of the backside of, of this rate environment. But when you do that, you might resort to things you wouldn't otherwise, right? And so some of the fraud is just born out of you know, necessity, which is, which is sad. But, but th- I think there's a lot of people that are doing it just to try to hold on. Also, we don't have a lot of time left, but I was just at a cybersecurity conference um, that the NMFTA uh, held in Houston. And, you know, a lot of the recommendations were really simple stuff. A lot of them were incredibly complex stuff. But the simple ones were about passwords and don't click on rogue links. Do you have any advice to brokers, very simple steps they can take to avoid getting caught up in a double brokering problem? The, the double brokering or some of the cyber issues? No, no, the double brokering. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same thing, that there are fairly... You've, you've got a fairly complex or multi-step uh, effort to stop this, but maybe a lot of this is just sort of paying attention more, putting in some internal controls. Yeah, I, I think that's all of it. And again, there are people like Highway and like others that are, are kind of more experts on the double brokering thing. We're here to help take a bird's eye view and provide information back. And otherwise, we just want to execute payments really well. But I mean, just look for some of the simple stuff. I mean, this, this stuff is where they've got email addresses that look very close to what they should, but are slightly changed or the rate confirmations look slightly off or, you know, just, I think it's just a heightened sense of security. And this is quite frankly, it's one of the things that we're always cautious about when you try to over index on AI ML or OCR models is that, you know, a human might see certain things that the computer might not. So you just got to balance that as you go along. Okay. Garrett Wolf, the chief strategy officer of Triumph A. Thanks for joining us here today at F3. And thanks to the audience here and stick around. We'll be back soon. Thank you.